Lumos. friends, welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard and the former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hiya, schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 19th episode of Shell Cottage Radio, in which we will discuss Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 11, Quidditch. Before we fire up today's chapter discussion, we will do a short little cottage catch-up, quiz bill trivia, and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic beasts. Okay, let's get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go ahead and start this. You guys, uh, I think people have wondered whether or not we, whether um, Fleur and Bill ever fight, if they ever fight <laughs> at the show Cottage. Never. And um, I just want you guys to know, I want this recorded, that I attempted to set up the podcasting studio a little bit differently. I, I know you didn't think I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it because if I don't do it, I'm going to sit here grumpy this whole episode and I'm just going to do this. Okay. Right now? Yeah, right now. I'm doing it. No, I'm not. No, oh. I'm not, <laughs> not going to stop and start setting up. <laughs> Could you imagine you just yeah. hear like clink, tink, cut. Sorry. What if, because I'm like, I got to unplug the recording device here. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. That was blur, 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 blur. What's the name again? Blur. Brule. Brule is brule again. We shouldn't call him Blur because that's Blur and Bill yeah, and no, Blur. Brule. Yeah, brule. Brule. Yeah. Hey, can you can you do the what did he say last episode? I don't know if you caught that, but I I I didn't even hear that last episode when we were recording the episode, but when I edited the episode, I was in tears when you were <laughs> when, Oh, when um, my phone went off? Yeah, and it's like, Oh, it's brule again. Yeah, it's all brule again. You guys keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was it was calling us, yeah. And actually, probably earlier was like, you know, you heard us in here fighting about the setup. So oh, yeah. just want to go ahead and throw it out there. I am not running the audio today. Uh, I'm not the tech wizard. Yeah, I'm supposed to watch something here. I have no idea what, really. Um, yeah, you it's know. okay. I'm not even so sure it's recording. <laughs> I don't even know if the episode's actually recording. It's all the way well, over there by you I mean, on there's the bed. some numbers. Let's that, just say. Like, a countdown. Yeah, Lottie is, is sitting on the bed today. <laughs> and sweating one of the episodes she was sitting on the floor and the episode before that she was sitting on a chair um with her certain things in the floor right i I Uh, like a change of environment yeah so i like to come up to the podcasting studio which is just a converted bedroom uh and sit down and be able to have my drink on the right my microphone coming into the left of my mouth my keyboard there ready to go looking across at someone instead of literally she said to me earlier why don't you just turn sideways and just <laughs> stare at the wall and then just cock your head to the right and look over at me from time to time or whatever i would show you guys what that looks like it just is so embarrassing that i'm like no nah, there's just not gonna happen um so there's your college, college. Oh, oh yeah, college ketchup. Burl is just <laughs> all over the place. Uh, cottage ketchup. You know, I thought drama. about. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like about as dramatic as it gets between us. <laughs> that was our biggest. That was the biggest fight we've had. Oh my goodness! 
<laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe you would not let me just set this up beforehand, but it's it's whatever, uh-huh. you know? So this is why... Bill's clearly grumpy. Uh, but, you know, I can tell you something funny. Sure. I thought about for, you know, I'd like to add some sounds and stuff here and there. Uh-huh. And I thought about it as a little intro sound for the cottage ketchup. Well, what do you think about when you, you know, what sound do you think about when you hear ketchup? Uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, right? That's what it would sound like. <laughs> and I was seriously thinking about should I? But no, I don't want to. Yeah, that probably grows me. You know what you could do, though? The old-fashioned, like, glass ketchup bottles where you do, like, the... the, oh. the, the have you ever heard? We'll buy one. Yeah. We'll, we'll buy one with some ketchup. And, and we'll then, pop the top. It makes, like, a little... Yeah. Nice little like, it comes <laughs> off like that. And then when you hit, when you tap the bottom, yeah. and you're doing the whole, like... Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right enough of that sound that was so much better that was actually that was actually not planned at all so that's my bad i'm just gonna include that now oh yeah it's fine um that's the ketchup so anyways speaking of ketchup sorry you should have seen you should have seen bill doing the how he did the noise it was it was so hilarious Just patting you know two two palms of hands together <laughs> one was the ketchup one was my actual palm yeah, anyway okay, uh ketchup. so seamus in this in this chapter mm-hmm. that we're going to get into i don't know if you caught this do you do you know what he ketchup is actually mentioned oh yeah yeah, this, yeah 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 on his chapter yeah and sausages. sausages and that is just not how i eat my sausages i eat them plain you yeah. know, like I just like a good, good sauce, like mixed in with uh, maybe some eggs, sometimes some syrup on there, I guess. I guess I could put syrup. I do put syrup okay, on there. Okay, that's I? sweet. And I do yeah. put peanut butter on sometimes, so maybe that's also kind that of That is so weird to me. Yeah, isn't that weird? Ugh. So, yeah, I guess ketchup. I got to let Seamus go on that one because ketchup seems more normal than, it does. than what I just said. <laughs> so, sorry, Seamus. You're, <laughs> you're normal, bro. Um, Anyway, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny that he put ketchup on his sausages and and whatnot um in this very chapter it's really i think it's cool to kind of pay attention to the foods the things that they're eating in in the chapter and, and figure out yeah you me know, too yeah just you know makes me hungry oh i know when they have the halloween and christmas feast and all that stuff but right anyway yeah. anyway okay. uh are you ready for some trivia training yes i'm ready for some trivia training yes Okay, love being the quiz master. One day we're gonna switch it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, just so we switched up the audio uh, recording situation here, you better be able to read that trivia question and monitor the audio. Because what if all of a sudden I get up in here like this and I'm all like really close and stuff like that? What would you do? I would just uh, just leave it. Post right now. edit. Everything. No, it's on me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I probably do that all the time where I'm like, hello. You know the reason what by the way we are on micro we will be returning to our normal setup after today right because I'm not tolerating this anymore okay. seriously I'm not we've got like microphone stands for a reason so we can multitask makes the true. show better the microphone stays in like in your mouth I mean in front of your mouth on your mouth uh better it just does yeah sorry no I appreciate you know all your high quality high quality setups and yeah you know best we, best I, we I didn't can. say because by the way, because I, sorry I by the way <laughs> all right sorry uh if we like if you sacrifice the quality then it's like the conversation had better be really good all right so mm. i like to go high quality and like you know what that conversation from uh bill today was a little subpar but the quality 
was so good was in terms of like the audio quality and actually it's not the best it could be a lot better um and in the future i will be soundproofing this room okay maybe not this room maybe 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 our room in the future in our future cottage or whatever but still i would love to have like some some like you know what i mean some some foam and some stuff or whatever we could get real like wizard like with it and have like quilts and sheets and stuff like that sort of like make it look really burrow like you know yes. what I mean? with a bunch of knickknacks around because those things eat up sound and it helps the audio quality Sounds sorry guys uh, and a quick burrow little... will be happier yeah burrow will be like mm-hmm. can't even tell from guys recording okay <laughs> okay today's trivia questions two questions as always for you yeah. i'm sorry they are more probably Hard. they're on hard. the harder side and i couldn't even answer them i can tell but go ahead give me a good guess Okay. How big is the modern Quidditch pitch? Mm. Mm. The and modern I have one? The, I have the answer in... Wait, wait. You mean not the one in the books, but... No, like the one the... in the books. Sorry, yeah. Okay, okay. It's, okay. I think in Quidditch through the ages, it's um, modern, and then there was one like, yeah. Yeah, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of years ago. So it's not measured in feet. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I have the answer what? in feet, and then I also Googled the meters for... Wait, wait. The book listed in feet? I didn't know that was the thing that they did. That's cool. In feet, in yard, and in meters, but I also only put it well, down it's, in it's feet. Well, three, it's 300 feet. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what that is over in yards, but in feet, it's 300. Okay. We have a width, like length and width. I know it's more like a, it's an oval. Uh-huh. But the, what you call it? Which one are you asking for? The length Both. or the width? Both. So the length is 300 and the width is about 200. Okay, not bad, not too bad. What is it? The answer is 500 feet long and 180 feet wide. You know, that's you not know, bad though. Not, I think ratio wise, I was pretty close in terms of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be, so for everyone who does the metric system, that would be around 152 meters long and 55 meters wide comparison to that a soccer field is around 360 feet by 20 at uh, 225 feet or 110 meters by 69 meters so mm-hmm. it's i mean if you have a soccer field on it i know it's a square but it is pretty big if you think about how big a soccer field is yeah it's slightly bigger than a football field which is okay. so because a lot of our soccer fields are on our football fields mm-hmm. And so that's why I was thinking, you know. Yeah, okay, for you, yeah, it's probably a better comparison for uh, with football, yeah. So what is it again exactly? So 500 feet long mm-hmm. and... 180 feet wide. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes sense. You need it to be a little bit longer. They got brooms. They're flying around on brooms. Yeah, so, I feel like, yeah, you know, you, you need a bigger space. So what right. was, it, was there a second question? Second question. What are the two teams and the names of their seekers that play the Quidditch World Cup final in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Oh, gosh. I just know it's... Wow. It's Ireland, right? Mm -hmm. The Irish. Yes. Uh, Versus Crumb. (laughs) Crumb's a seeker. Yes. Uh, And what is that? Uh, Bulgaria. Vicky Vicky Crumb. Yeah, Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. So we have Bulgaria versus Ireland. Crumb's the seeker. And then the other seeker is... Uh, McCle- no, Mc- McSomething. Mc- McSomething, no. Uh, <laughs> you would think, right? Because he's Irish. No. C- could guess as, 
Yeah, not McDonald. Um, all right. Who and is it? Aiden Lynch. Lynch? Lynch. Lynch. Okay, yeah. cool. Aiden Lynch. Nice. So I think some some of the Irish players were part of a trivia question. I feel like I have heard Well, and also, the, the, oftentimes a lot of, uh, the, like, the question is, like, the score to that game and how it all uh-huh. worked out because the Weasley sort of guessed it and they yeah. won their, their bit of money, right? Because Ooh, I don't from, know the exact... Crumb, like, catches yeah. the snitch, which yes. is what they said, but Ireland wins, right. which is doesn't happen very often. It's hard. Right. That's hard to call. Normally, the yeah. person who uh, catches it. How did the it, Weasley twins know that, honestly? Yeah, the sc- well, again, you look at this is the one thing. It's the one situation that I. the reason she wrote that is because normally you, you try to think of a situation where in which, okay, every game is won by the seeker. You would right. think, well, this is the one situation where a seeker does not win the game. Right. They just end the game because it's a what we would call a blood bath, a blood blur, a blood bath, blood bath, meaning like they were just scoring all like just left and right. They, yeah. they had such good sort of players uh, on the the Irish did that they were just putting up tons of points. Yeah. And they continued to sort of do that, and really it was sort of like I think their their seeker was probably more so just keeping Crumb off of it as long as they could. Yeah. So they could mm-hmm. just rack up points, and then Crumb right. Crumb catches it and ends it. So. Yeah, which is interesting. But I think that his uh, the other team players were really mad at him for that. But do you want to know more about the Golden Snitch? Whoa, yes I do. Yes I do. Okay, then let's dive into a Magizoology lesson. What, you, you rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Welcome to a weekly magic zoology lesson. <laughs> why do I? Why am I doing this? I don't know. Boys, I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> Bill and Fleur want to learn even more about magical creatures and fantastic beasts and share this knowledge with you guys so we can all appreciate them more. Newt would be super proud of us. This week's uh, beast is the golden snidget. If you're also thinking, wow, I, I am a big Harry Potter fan, but I've never heard of the golden snidget. Snidget. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about when you hear, hear golden snidget is obviously golden the golden snitch. And it yeah. definitely has a connection here. Okay. So the golden snidget, um, this classification is four X's. But there's a little footnote in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It says the golden snidget gains a four X rating not because it is dangerous, but because severe penalties are attached to its capture or injury. So that's why you probably can't even wait, have one as as a bird. And, say, um, wait, say it again? It's a bird? It's a bird, yes. Okay. So the golden snidget is an extremely rare protected species of bird. Completely round with a very long, thin beak and glistening jewel-like red eyes, the golden snidget is an extremely fast flyer that can change directions with uncanny speed and skill owing to the rotational joints of its wings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the golden snidget's feathers and eyes are so highly prized that it was at one time in danger of being hunted to extinction by wizards. The danger was recognized in time and the species protected, the most notable factor being the substitution of the golden snitch for the snidget in the game of Quidditch. Um... Snidget sanctuaries exist worldwide, by the way, which is pretty cool. I think that's a that's a good choice the wizarding world made mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they used the golden snidget first before they used the golden snitch. 
in the game of Quidditch, which is crazy. Because as you can imagine, catch, you know, high speed, you're trying to catch that bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they survived very often or had really yeah. dramatic injuries. And right. I think you can kind of imagine had a Snidget being like a mix of the kiwi bird and a hummingbird, I feel like. Because okay. it's round. It has these really distinctive wings, which are rotate like you know like the golden snitch has like those little wings that rotate yeah so that's that way that's that's why it can move so quickly in all directions that's what the bird does too yeah and but it's you know it's round and that beak reminds me just of a kiwi mixed in with a a hummingbird uh this really feels like it should be one of our harry potter hangout did you know i know right like did you know that the snitch the golden snitch uh is is based on I'm loving this, by the way. I wish you guys could see this right now um, because Lottie just yeah. confirmed everything I've been thinking, which is, oh, you've got this recording device here. She can't put her – she's got her book out. She's holding her microphone, and she's trying to put her iPad down. So I don't know. Maybe I was right, and we need a more permanent situation hey, for I recording. didn't say we shouldn't. I just I said not today. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, but no, I think that would be kind of a cool one. Mm-hmm. Can I, uh, real quick? Yes, please. Just since we're kind of, we went right from the Quidditch questions, mm-hmm. we're talking about the World Cup and we're talking about the Golden Snidget. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know, another did you know, that there are four-hour caps on certain Quidditch no. matches? Qualifying matches for the World Cup specifically oh. have a four-hour I cap. like that. I like that. Because otherwise, how you know, you, you couldn't, you know, if, if one team was trying to qualify and yeah. they took, you know, a month. Days. Well, yeah. Right? Because they, they say, oh, it could be months or whatever. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was wild. Yeah, you had to score some. Yeah, because you got to you know. plan out the final if they can't make it until the final. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. It, ma- it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that. Cool. Anyway. Okay. Right. What else you got? Yeah, they were pretty difficult for muggles to d- detect, which made it easier for, you know, protecting or, or hiding them from muggles. But from the early 1100s, snidget hunting was a popular sporting pastime of many wizard kind. And as hinted at in modern Quidditch, was done on broomsticks. A tapestry preserved in the Museum of Quidditch from the 12th century revealed that snidget hunting was done in groups with participants free to use nets wands, or even just opting to use their bare hands. The fragile birds were oftentimes crushed to death by their captor in the process. In the case of the tapestry, the winner was shown receiving a bag of gold. Snidget hunting, usually done in broad daylight, also had the side effect of causing more muggle broomsticks, sorry, muggle broomstick sightings than any other activity. Despite this, uh, the Wizards Council was unable to curb the popularity of the sport, although they had very little motivation to do so, as historical records showed that their attitude was that they didn't see anything wrong with snidget hunting, which is sad. As time went on, and um, it would emerge that not all wizard kind felt the same way. The snidget was first introduced into Quidditch in 1269, when the newly appointed chief of the Wizards Council released the Snidget during a Quidditch match and offered a f- 150 galleons uh, to the player Ooh. who could catch it. In protest of the barbaric treatment of the fragile bird, Madame Modesty Brapnot of Kent, an opponent of Snidget hunting, summoned the Snidget to her 
fled the pitch and released the bird into the wild. <laughs> hmm. Nevertheless, the practice of releasing a snidget during Quidditch matches continued with the stakes changed to 150 points, okay, rather than galleons. Ultimately, use of snitches in Quidditch and the popularity of snitch hunting depleted the species considerably. And then about a century after the first introduction of snidget to Quidditch, when it became apparent that the snidget was close to extinction, Elfrida Clagg, then chief of the Wizards Council, declared it a protected species. And that's why it gained four X's. Because there's severe penalties. They don't go in detail what kind of penalties. But the most notable factor in the protection of the snidgets was the introduction of the golden snitch invented by metal charmer Bowman or Bowman right to the game hmm. of Quidditch. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. So you have somebody who does like a little bit of, um, wow, who specializes in charming metal objects yeah. or whatever yeah to do certain things so made it to move in a way that was uh similar yeah. to the snidget i do why uh i do get why people sometimes think oh have you ever thought of what if you know everything is real and jk rowling is just writing everything down as it was for us and we just think it's a story because sometimes you're like this could totally be true this is how probably how we you know like how gladiators fought in a battle once mm -hmm. and then People are like, this is pretty barbaric. Let's just do like... Let's switch it to football. Yeah. Football or fencing <laughs> or, you know, like something that something, is yes. a sport, yeah. but they don't kill each other. Right, right. Um, Yeah. So the question I always ask, would you want to have or befriend? I, I guess in this case, more like have. I would say even just like, so we have a lot of hummingbirds out back yeah. and I love when hummingbirds are around and, you know, even, even mm -hmm. our kitty, you know, I know it's sort of, it's just, uh, it's the nature of these the circle, of life. circle of life because, uh, Sophie, our cat loves watching them and, you know, starts licking her chops a little bit when those hummingbirds yeah. come around, but it's just kind of <laughs> funny to see them out there and to see her looking at them just like we are. We're like, oh, they're so pretty. And she's yeah. like, I want to catch one. I, I can know. catch one, you know, and she's jumping, trying to get them. And they're, they're so fast. She can't, you know, mm -hmm. catch them or whatever, but yeah, it's just funny. Um, I think it'd be cool to have them around in the backyard. Because they'd be probably beautiful to, to see flying around. And yes. if I could figure out how to feed them and, and take care of them, I would. Yeah. I really would. A hundred percent. I think they sound really, really cool and cute and smart and fast. And I love cats, but I used to have a little pet bird. And yeah. 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 He would like sit on my shoulder all day long. We would watch TV together. Mm. I would, you know, go in the bathroom, take a shower, and he would be in front of the mirror and just, you know, loving up on himself in the mirror. Oh, that's <laughs> so sweet. So, and he was so cute, and I loved him so much. Mm. And then he got a little sick. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get birds one day. Mm. You know, I had an aunt. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the way, I'm gonna tell you guys my aunt's name because it's awesome. Her um. Aunt Mabel. I yeah. love old names where people, I love like, that people, name. people don't have, uh, I don't know, you don't hear Mabel. like a lot of my, I, I, a lot of students, uh, names go through these phases where they're super right. popular right. and then they're they come uh, back old sometimes. fashioned or whatever. Yeah. Like Myrtle, Ethel, mm -hmm. Mabel, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. uh, my mom's name was Martha. So just yeah. sort of, uh, yeah. Uh, but Aunt Mabel had these, I think it was like a I guess a parrot, different types of parrots yeah. or whatever, and they would talk to you and stuff. And oh, that's oh cool. they were they were really cool, and they would repeat yeah. stuff. And 
That's you know? funny. I remember like my cousins were watching sports games downstairs and they'd be yelling at the screen like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, and then so sometimes you'd be walking out like we'd do something downstairs playing pool and we'd hear like the parents, oh, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> it is so funny because they're just trying to interact and they're like cocking their head yeah, looking I know. at you and stuff. And you're like, what are you looking at? And I know. what are you looking at? They were so funny. And I was like, what are you mocking me? And they, they would just like, yeah. it was so cool because they had taught them certain phrases. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so I think it's cool. It'd, it'd be fun. But, you know, the, 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 the nice thing about having the bird feeder and stuff like that is that they're not, they're free to go do their thing and they're, they're just outside and you get to, because I had ants and um, my grandma, my mom, feeders. I don't know mm-hmm. how people feel about feeders or not, but like, you know, we would feed the squirrels. We had tons of squirrels in the backyard. We had mm-hmm. tons of birds showing up to the, to the hummingbird feeder. And yeah. the, like, that was cool because you got all sorts of birds in your backyard and you could hear tons of them, right? You, you know, cardinals are big around here. Yeah. And um, while we're telling bird stories real quick, my grandma, uh, we used to shoot who like babysat us while my mom was going to nursing school. Yeah. We would sit there and she would look out the window and say, ah. Oh, there's there's Mr. Cardinal again. <laughs> oh, Mr. Cardinal. And I would be like, we're little. Can't look out the window. We're like, huh? Huh? What? Who's here, Grandma? We had no idea that that was, she was talking to Mr. Cardinal. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I imagined as a kid, I remember vividly imagining, and I remember telling my mom, Mr. Cardinal came by today to talk to Grandma. You know, like we were just so little and we just would, I remember like there's a recording somewhere on a cassette tape of us talk, mm-hmm. talking about grandma uh, meeting up with Mr. Cardinal because we didn't know. Yeah. And I would, I, we, we imagined him as this long, tall, like leaning up against the window, leaning in, <laughs> talking to grandma. And I'm like, who is, where do you go? I don't see him. You know, we yeah. couldn't, we couldn't see him, but she's like, oh, he's out there. He's right here at the window. And I'm like, <laughs> anyway, just kind of funny just to have birds around in the backyard yeah. and have them, you know, talking. I know a lot of people know a lot about birds and they uh, recognize their, you know, their singing, their voices, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So. They can tell whether, what, what type of bird mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. There's actually an app. So one of my, one of my uh, colleagues at work, she showed me and I'll mm-hmm. have to figure it out. There's an app, right? That you yes. can distinguish between the various birds that you hear in your backyard. It will like tell you what type of birds. Yeah. Uh, you just press record. It, you record the sounds of birds outside, and That's you can so go cool. through. It's very neat, and you can see, oh, was that a robin, a blue jay, a cardinal? You know, what type of birds yeah. are in your backyard? That Pretty is neat. super cool. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Good bird discussion. Yeah. Golden snidget. Golden snidget. Didn't know it. Didn't know about it. So next time you see a little golden something flying around in front of your window, you know what it is. Yeah, it's a golden snidget. We just... I wonder what they sound like. What do you think they sound like? I don't know. What, is a, what a hummingbird sound like? Probably, oh, you know, I, they I don't really, imagine. They don't really, you know? They don't really sing. I don't yeah. know if they do. I think they're so busy flapping those yeah. little wings that they don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're so, right. So they definitely have a little buzzing sound. It sounds like a big old bee, like, coming yeah. by. Mm-hmm. You're, like, soft True. and quiet, but, yeah. Anyway. Let's go from bird watching to potter watching. Potter watch. So, speaking of watches, we just last week, you and I watched House of the Dragon. Yeah. Which was out. That and was amazing. Obviously not kid friendly, but it's a good it's a yeah. good show, and it was wild, very entertaining, very entertaining uh, tons of emotion. Yeah. In that, and so that is back in full swing. So I'm covering that with my good friend uh, Matt over on our Bend the Knee podcast. 
you guys can check that out. We have uh, our buddy Jimmy from the Fantasy Network over there, and we're having a lot of fun yeah, with that really, show. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, it was very interesting. And I think we're recording it. later tonight uh, for that as well. Episode two will be coming out. So I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. So just to be clear on that, I think it's a little brutal for me just i'm i just don't oh, yeah. like watching that kind of stuff and i think it does to me it just doesn't add anything but it's like sometimes i'm like i just every time something like that you know they're getting really really violent i just have to look away and stuff and i'm yeah. always like oh do i miss something you know no, something and you important. don't and often you, you don't you often don't miss but then anything. yeah, yeah. So. but otherwise i think it's very very well made from and, episode one you were like the introductions are very very well done and yeah. you want to know more about it and it ties into the actual yeah, uh, game of thrones, game of thrones series later yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool yeah they which did is a cool. really good so, job so we, yeah we really like that um also in other news as well i get again because the potter news is pretty dry in terms of uh, what's what's out there it's really more this you know uh delay for hogwarts legacy yeah but and you can pre-order it right now you can pre-order it right now absolutely That's so we're news, debating <laughs> uh yeah whether we're gonna so that'll be february but we're gonna pre-order so there were some we, new trailers yeah. as well, too. There were yeah. actually some new uh, little promotional releases. If you guys want to check that out, there's a bit more the dark footage. Arts yeah. trailer. And I think the Dark Arts is... So they released two different versions, uh, just the regular and then the deluxe version. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with the deluxe version comes also access to the Dark Arts uh, part of the game, which is cool. So we're definitely getting the deluxe version because we're so hyped about this game. We want to yeah. cover it on our podcast. We want to cover it on YouTube and just play it all day long yeah um we are still deciding whether i've never seen anything like it where they release a game for every single uh handheld uh what do you call them? device console. or console and console stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah because it's it will be released for playstation for nintendo handheld switch right for computer for xbox like mm-hmm. it's not like exclusive to one no and we're, we're thing, debating yeah. whether it's more convenient to have it on the computer or on the ps4 or five console or, yeah yeah so yeah. we're still thinking about uh what's the best option and and also i was wondering i tried to figure out if there's any differences because you can imagine that a switch game looks so different from a really high quality ps5 or pc game mm-hmm is there any differences in the story and what you can do? Because you also have different um, buttons and yeah, yeah. dynamics. Yeah, so I was wondering. There might be. There mm-hmm. might be because that you, you noticed that, you know, when you went from, you, you played it on the PC, mm-hmm. when you played the, um, you know, Chamber of Secrets or when you played Philosopher's Stone, you played those on PC, right? When you were growing yeah. up and there were differences when yes, they were on console. They were. So uh, there were major differences. Major yeah. differences. Yeah. So I'm so. wondering if that's the case too. That would be sad for me because right. i would feel like i'm i would miss out on the other console <laughs> right yeah yeah i'm I'm more used to using a like a playstation controller so mm-hmm. i thought about doing that you know i, I would yeah. probably play it more if it were on playstation i think yeah um not so maybe sure. we just get both who knows maybe we get both maybe we just splurge a little bit above uh so you know yeah that's sort of the the big um Harry yeah. Potter news that's out there, and there'll be more. There's, a, I think, with this merger between uh, like like Warner Brothers and Discovery or whatever. There's a lot of talks with J.K. Rowling about whether they're going to do more series or yes. movies or whatever, or what's what's the big thing. And and they listed yes. they listed Harry Potter or the Wizarding World as one of their big pillars. Let's so so a, so a lot like Game of Thrones or your House of the Dragon and DC. Um, 
you know, like the DC superheroes, uh, Superman, Batman, like you need your, what brings people to that uh, platform. So for, for start for Disney, right. It's Marvel and star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and a wide variety of other things too. So they definitely are going to do something with Harry Potter. They've been, yeah. they've been doing the fantastic B series that seems to have been bombing a little bit, although we liked mm-hmm. it. I really enjoy it and think it's Me awesome. Too. Me too. I don't get uh, people's, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why people don't like it. I, I, the second one, I guess I kind of understand because it's a little bit whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, in general, sorry, not to ramble on that. I, I, I do like it and I think it's yeah. cool. I'm looking okay. forward to more, more news there. But yes. uh, another thing I want to mention too, mm-hmm. just as we're getting ready for this week. So when you guys hear this episode, it'll drop on Wednesday. You and I will be at the uh, premiere of Rings yeah. of Power. So we're going to go to the movie theater premiere. We got like ex- uh, tickets for that, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And then we'll be covering that on. I'm so excited. <laughs> on Rings of Power. So on our, we'll be covering Rings of Power on an unexpected podcast, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy Lane. Lottie will also be on a newbie panel for the watch party. <laughs> yeah, it's called the newbie panel. I can't panel. believe it. I'm going to be a guest host on. Yeah, uh, watch party, Lord of the Rings, or yes. Lord of the Rings watch party, yeah. I think. I'm going to put a link to all of their socials. They do, it's, pre- it's pretty cool stuff. They have watch parties for Wheel of Time, for um, uh, House of the Dragon slash Game of Thrones, and then Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So they wanted a panel, and they, they reached out to me and asked whether or not Lottie uh, would be interested. Uh, shout out to our buddy uh, Jordan from the podcast Music of Middle Earth. He's also the, um, I think he's the editor for Prancing Pony, and yeah. he recommended us and you know to to awesome. to those guys. And I thought, well, wow, this is really cool. It'd be fun to reach out there, and make some new friends, and just sort of chat about um, you know just I actually I just get to watch you sort of chat and, and give yeah. your thoughts <laughs> on the series, which is going to be cool. And then you and uh, Sarah will be on the last episode of our Up Talking Tolkien. Oh, will we? review? Yeah. Okay. News to Lottie. Good, good to know that. So there we go, friends. All right, yeah, it's just a lot to look forward to. Cool stuff as we, you know, dig our way through the fall here. Fall is is going to be coming up here in just a few weeks. We're super excited for football games and for, you know, the the pumpkin spice to continue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to be doing lots of reading with pumpkin spice and uh, pumpkin. We're going to have to carve some pumpkins, by the way, too. It's going to be like oh, o- yes. October. We'll be here before you know it, you know. We're, We're going to post a picture on Instagram at Florham Bill. Oh my goodness, I just thought of something and people would be so upset if we didn't mention this. Okay. Uh, the episode for, for us here is releasing on the 31st of August. So friends, happy like return to Hogwarts Day. <gasps> I mean, yes! right? This tomorrow. Kinda, first tomorrow. For, yeah, wow. The Hogwarts it's, Express leaves at what time? Yeah, uh... 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Um, just so you guys dot. know. <laughs> but yes. uh, it's, it's cool. I, I, I thought of that because I just was looking at my phone notifications. Yeah. I got a letter. I got a letter that says sort of like, get like uh, again, well, I keep saying Pottermore, but it's Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. Uh, sends out these sort of get ready. Like if you're on their, oh. e- on their, on their email list, like they're prepping for I a big not. celebratory day. And so make sure you're on that. It's just kind of neat that we'll, they'll welcome you back to Hogwarts and everything and, and all that good stuff. So well, I'm not on their email list. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get on there. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. Okay. But it's it's really neat. So I wanted to kind of say that it's, it's just a fun time to be, you know, be, I don't know, to, to be going back to school yeah. and to be getting ready for, you know, Hogwarts in real life, sort of. And we're also podcasting about yeah. it. So I don't know if you guys, by the way, tag us in anything you want. If you're out there and you're, you're doing a special drink or you're watching um, Potter that night, like tag us. 
Yeah. I think we probably will. You know what I mean? So we're going to have, well, we're going to have a lot going on, but uh, we'll see if we can sneak in something Potter related yes. on social media because it's going to be such a cool day. Wild day. Sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, friends, I think uh, is that that's all for uh, the news. What are we ready to mm-hmm. jump into the, we ready to jump into the reread or what? The summary. Uh-huh. The summary. You ready for this? Yeah, I can read it if you want. Did did you read it last time? I did, but we always we're gonna do rock okay. paper scissors, oh, and yeah. I don't think you've won yet. No. So, so what happens if I win? Because you always make the decision, and you always decide to read sometimes. it. Sometimes, yeah. no. Sometimes you said I have to read it. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sometimes I decide I want to read it. Okay. It let's just go. sort of depends. You ready? Okay, ready. Rock paper scissors shoot. Oh, that's the first time she's done rock. Mm. I have done rock probably four or five times in a <laughs> row, and she has done scissors, and I have beaten her four times in a row. There we go. Okay, okay. cool. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good job. So, okay. Wait, that means I got to read it? You get to pick. Do you okay. want me to read it, or do you want... Uh... I actually feel like I'm going to read it. Okay, cool. Are you mad? It's your decision. No, 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 not at all. Okay. I just... It was just fun to It's win. just fun to... Yeah, it's just fun to do <laughs> Okay, summary of chapter 11, Quidditch. This school is buzzing with excitement for the upcoming Quidditch match, Gryffindor versus Slytherin. It will be Harry's first Quidditch game, and he can finally put all the hard work and hours of practice to the test. Hermione, now his friend, lends Harry the library book, Quidditch Through the Ages. Harry loves it and carries it with him wherever he goes. Then, during one break... Snape, who is looking for a reason to take points from Harry and his friends, catches them with the library book outside in the courtyard. He takes Quidditch through the ages away from Harry, as well as five points from Gryffindor, and limps away. Later, back in the common room, Harry really wants his book back. He thinks it is totally unfair that Snape took it in the first place. He wouldn't say no in front of other teachers, would he? Harry just barely peeks into the staff room when he is shocked to see Snape showing his wounded and bloody leg to Filch. Harry still has the audacity to ask for his book back, but Snape is fuming with anger and sends him away. He knows that Harry knows Snape has been trying to get past the three-headed dog. Harry doesn't have much time to think about it, though. When he wakes up the next morning, his first Quidditch match is about to start. With shaky knees, Harry stumbles onto the pitch. A feisty match with the Slytherins begins. Gryffindor quickly takes the lead, but the Slytherins are fighting back. All of a sudden, Harry's Nimbus 2000 starts to jerk left and right, up and down, trying to shake his rider off. Up in the stands, Hermione seems to have spotted the culprit. She sees Snape on the other side, fully concentrated on Harry and muttering nonstop. The brightest witch of her year doesn't hesitate and rushes over to silently set Snape's ropes on fire. She's in such a hurry that she even knocks over Professor Quirrell, who must have been focused on something else, too. Hermione's plan, however, works. Harry is back in control of his broom and even manages to catch the snitch. Gryffindor wins. But there's little time to celebrate. Right after the match, Harry, Hermione, and Ron visit Hagrid in his hut to tell him all about the two recent incidents with Snape. Hagrid refuses to believe that a Hogwarts teacher would try to get past his cute little Fluffy, let alone try and kill a student. Explaining how it is none of the trio's business, he accidentally drops the name Nicholas Flamel. Harry picks up on it right away and knows that this guy's name provides an important piece to the puzzle. Hagrid immediately regrets his mistake, but it's too late. The three are getting closer and closer to finding out what Fluffy is guarding. Mm-hmm. Woo. Let's go. Well read. <clears throat> Thank you. You're welcome. 
Uh, one time we should have, we should do. Um, I think I think Brule should read it, and <laughs> that way it's sort of. You oh, know, you do that. You wouldn't have to do any editing because Brule's just fall mistakes. Oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, okay. This is this is Quidditch and the House Championship. Now here's something interesting. So you have the House Cup, and then you have Quid. Are they separate? I don't actually know if they because they said they're going to move oh, into yeah. second place. Quidditch, yes, yes. Uh, Quidditch Cup and House Cup are separate from each other. Yeah, right. But they mm-hmm. say if they move into second place, I think it, what you just read too was like they'll move into second place for the House Championship. So I've like the way this was, and we can look in the book real quick. Um, oh, I feel like though that means the Quidditch House Championship. I think yeah, since I just wanted he's to talking about Quidditch. Point out um, that they're different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Good point, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are they? D- does one affect the other? Like, do you? Do I you wonder earn... if Gryffindor gets points for winning. Yeah, I don't know. If you look in the very, um, the very beginning somewhere, you'll find sort of a quote about the idea that this is the house. I think it's called the house championship, and then you've got like the, you know, house cup mm-hmm. too, which is all you can earn points in class. Yeah. So are, are they yeah, separate? Here, it is. If Gryffindor won, they would move up into the second place in the House Championship. So the House Championship is separate than the House Cup. I guess that's where I'm. Yeah, I'm I feel like confused. it's it's the Quidditch House Championship, and I think he's just yeah. Mm. Well, uh, even though well, it's confusing. Yeah. While I drive on, can you look it up? Because uh, I think there's. Uh, I just want to kind of see what the difference is yeah. between the two. Yeah. Because but I was wondering too. Like, uh, the Quidditch season just started, and it sounds like they already... Maybe Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw have already played each other or something, and that's why they move into second place. Yeah, so I guess it would... But why not first place if there's only yeah. been one match so far? Yeah, you know, that's like, what I'm thinking, yeah, difference between... That's, that's why I was confused, because they said second place, so and this is his first match, right? This is their first match, so... The winners wow. of school Quidditch games also receive points. Points can be taken away oh, from things. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you're right. The House Cup was trophy house championship. You win the House Cup, but it's the house championship. And you might be right that this would mean they would get points even for the House Cup, for the end of the year cup. There's also... You know, like how the Quidditch. So there's the House Cup. And there's is there a separate thing called the House Championship? No, I think they're the same. Okay. House Championship, the House Championship, or the House Cup was an event in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Harry, to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. It was held by Hogwarts School of which every year students gain or lose house points throughout the school year and determine which of the four houses will be the winner of the House Cup. It was held from September until June. Uh, yes. What? There are arguments for both saying yes and no to this question. Yes, it is the same. And Philosopher's Stone Harry grieves about losing 50 points when McGonagall finds him and says he lost the points he earned by winning Quidditch. No, there are two different cups. Oliver Wood states in Prisoner of Azkaban that this was... His last chan- chance of winning the cup due to him doing his last school year. Gryffindor, however, won the House Cup in the books before. I think there is. So what I'm imagining is you have the House Championship, which at the end of that championship, you get a, you know, the winner gets awarded the House Cup. 
and Quidditch points. If you win, you also get some points towards the House Cup because the House has done something good, right?、Mm-hmm. But you also are in that Quidditch league,、mm-hmm. like where you go up a certain, you know, if you win all the matches, you should be in first place for the Quidditch Cup. Okay. But you should also be very good. Uh, within the House Cup, because if you're winning, the, keep winning the games, you keep gaining points towards the general House Cup. But clearly, so you could win the House Cup as they、yeah. or the House Championship or whatever. Yeah, the House l- Cup、yes. is what they call it.、Uh, you could win that,、but、and then you you could lose、yeah. the Quidditch yeah, Cup、so. of some kind or whatever. Yes, I don't know. I just never heard it actually really. Good point, though. I didn't even. They're sort of they're sort、yeah. of intermixed or whatever. So because I thought he was talking about the Quidditch Cup, but no, you're right. It's the House Championship. So it, it, it's just, just kind of a cool thing.、Uh, interesting to to note that they're moving in, moving into second place.、Mm-hmm. Um, now the the big thing is Harry is、um, he's new. He is he's, he's kind of a wild card. Yeah. He's a rookie. So I、yeah. play fantasy football, and we did our fantasy football draft. I drafted three rookies. They could be great. They could not be great. Yeah.、Uh, not really you sure. You never know. <laughs> so the Weasleys are known for betting、mm-hmm. on different things. I wonder if they set up a secret bet、oh, and were、probably. they betting on Potter? Yes. Now you're not supposed to be betting on the sport that you play in, <laughs> etc. You、right. know, people that there have been professional athletes who've gotten in big trouble for that, etc. Or thrown、yeah. games potentially. You know, I guess it's it's more acceptable when you're betting on yourself. Uh, yeah. To say I'm betting on me, and so I'm gonna go out there and play my hardest. But when you're like,、yeah. when you bet against yourself, and then you throw、yeah. the game really bad,、True. right? So not not good. But、uh, I just thought it was interesting. I bet there were people out there who were maybe you know Lee yeah, Jordan or others were Gryffindor, yeah, yeah,、mm-hmm. placing some bets on whether Harry would you know how well he would do. Probably、uh, numbers are interesting. So I think、uh, off the top of my head, I think it was the year 1473. Okay, is when they said the first Quidditch sort of World Cup was or whatever.、Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. So the numbers. So、mm-hmm. we know that J.K. Rowling is super big into sacred kind of magical numbers. The number seven、mm-hmm. comes up all the time, right? So seven hundred fouls for for that, <laughs> that were known in in, in Quidditch.、Uh, so you have seven there. And then if you think about doubling seven, you get fourteen. So you have fourteen seventy three in the power of three. A lot of people talk about three being a, a magical number as well. So I just thought it was kind of a cool date that she picked. You know, you think about her mind. When is she? If you want to make a date where in which something happens,、yeah. she's going to use magical numbers to do that. So she uses fourteen seventy three to come up with her first Quidditch match. It's just listed in this chapter, so that was something in this chapter that they、mm-hmm. that they mentioned. I thought it was cool. Nice to bring attention to it.、Um, so yeah, all those different vowels.、Uh, I think it's a lot to kind of keep track of. Madame Hooch、uh, obviously has to keep track of all those vowels, and a lot of them happen to the seeker.、Mm-hmm. So as we've been sort of talking about Quidditch in this in this episode. Uh, it, it, Harry is you know nervous. Right, he's he's nervous in terms of like he's the one who's going to be targeted quite a bit. I know he's young, and everyone tells him, yeah, yeah. he's new. Well, either we're going to carry a mattress underneath you,、yeah. or you're going to be fine. You're going to do awesome. You're going to、yeah. be a natural. So、right. I think that's kind of interesting. They also mentioned that the referees vanish from time <laughs> from time to time, and I was like, I think this is one of those things you get, you know,、crazy. early development. She wants to add something sort of mysterious or、yeah. odd or weird or. Um, you know, like a, like a wizard magic element to this, and、yeah. it's like, well, how did the referee vanish? Did someone? Yeah, I think she's yeah. Someone of the、uh, team when they were not happy or satisfied with the decision, they would 
ch- like yeah. like they would fight. I mean, I feel like that should be immediately if you yeah. do something to attack the referee. I feel, I feel like that's immediate loss. There should be a rule in there somewhere where like oh, if, if you yeah. know what I mean. And we we don't get the outcomes on that, but if you did something to Madam Hooch, immediately your team's gone. Yeah, done. They they should lose that match and be disqualified. Oh yeah. So, but several of them it did it did happen to them. So mm. maybe that maybe maybe it was just sort of like, I guess if you wanted to cloud or muddy the water on whether your team truly lost and you were down by a lot of points and you didn't want to yeah. kind of have that stain on your on your reputation, you might secretly somebody's you know charmed or or portkeyed away uh, the the referee. You know what some soccer fans in in Germany sing? Hmm. Um, they would sing like to the referee. We know where your car is at. Oh gosh! So, you know if if something if they are not happy with the decision, they would set it on fire or oh like, my goodness, know, demolish it. That's crazy. They should have extra security for the referees. I know it's nuts. Yeah, I mean in soccer in uh, first league they probably have because oh I'm sure they do. It's they have so much money. So I've actually seen. So I have students who go out and they do um, like the Saturday morning games for for kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's really interesting. I had a um, a girl who went out and was was a referee, a soccer player, went out mm-hmm. and refereed, and she was like, I have a new appreciation for you dealing with parents. And I was like, really? What do you mean? <laughs> That's and she, nice. That's and she was just like, that. they're the most unreasonable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their they're kid like, on the field, yeah. and they are losing their mind. They're blind yeah. to the fact that their kid totally just fouled the other kid. Yeah. And like, if I don't do something for this kid who fouled, uh, and if I just, if I'm as blind as they are, right, then the other parents the other are parents, enraged yes. because their kid Obviously. was fouled. Uh, so it's, it was kind of interesting to, to hear that from Obviously. some of my teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to the referees. There we go. Yes. You're awesome. I wouldn't want to do your job. No. And we appreciate <laughs> you and we need you for our sports to go yes. forward. So, Thanks. yeah. Actually, uh, my buddy Lane used to do rugby and Whoa. he talked about some of the referees that they dealt with. And if there were like remarks that were super inappropriate or things that were done and, and disrespectful, oh, yeah. I think he, he just that. walked just, off the field. Yeah. See ya. Have fun. Yeah. Referee your own game. Yeah. And also, I'm getting paid for this. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not getting treated this way. And off they would go. They would get paid prior to the game. Uh, that way, they could ensure sort of yeah. like they could walk off it. Because again, this was amateur league, you know, yeah. stuff or whatever. But crazy, absolutely crazy. Gotta have some respect there. Right. Um, okay. Hermione in this chapter is making those cool little fires. Did you notice that? I know. And so, I think this is pretty advanced magic. It is cool. I think it's really cool. It, it comes up again later. Uh, it, it's it's neat when things happen later in the series and they remember Hermione for these things early yeah. on. Yeah. Like these are things that are, are heartwarming uh, to us as readers and then to our trio. They remember her for those comfortable little fires that they got to be next to that they were right. also breaking the rules. They said that she became more kind of like, I guess a for this, more relaxed, yeah. I can make you guys a quick little fire. Which raises the question, why do they not have fires like Hermione conjured up for everyone anyway, if it's so cold outside, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just unsupervised. Maybe there were, I bet you there are more rules at Hogwarts than mm, we realize. Like yeah. first years can't be doing that versus maybe a fifth year could, or you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. But it sounds like in, in this chapter and the next, it sounds like it's really, really getting cold inside the castle even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not around a fire, especially in the corridors, right? I felt like this was outside too, wasn't it? They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were okay. outside. Yeah. I'm sorry. But um, in general, um, a little drafty they in Hogwarts. could probably conjure up a little bit more heat, but yeah, I listened to, by the way, sorry, I got to mention this real quick. I listened to, um... Aloha Mora. 
their podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were discussing super interesting, you know, the um, the things you can't really conjure up by magic. It's like food, obviously. And yeah. like there's certain laws and energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, but Hermione is making a fire, which is heat, which is energy. Yeah. Does she draw that from, you know, like how waterbenders in Avatar, mm-hmm. they can't conjure up water. They have to have the source somewhere. And they, sure. you know, very if you're very good, you can that kind of take it out from grasp because every even living thing has, even, even the atmosphere has yeah. water. Um, yeah. Is, are we, sorry, real quick. Are we expecting someone? Is no, are they red? turning around? Oh, okay. There they go. Thanks. Yeah. I was just making sure that it's okay. We're not we getting had robbed a, here. We had a scary red van pull into the driveway <laughs> there. And they have a, yeah, they have like a ladder and stuff on the roof, so I wasn't sure. They're coming up here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, no, but they were discussing like what can you conjure up and what you can't, and fire is obviously one of the things you can. But do you think they have to like kind of? take the energy from somewhere or does it make them like out of themselves because we produce heat as well mm-hmm. yeah i feel like the, you can't conjure yeah, that's it out of thin air the study of it yeah how do you how do you mm-hmm. conjure that that fire or what, what do you pull from or whatever because you get it you think about wand movements right and yeah and just kind of uh, pulling stuff the swish and flick movement right. or i even think of like a, a conductor sort of conducting <laughs> you know conducting an orchestra and the different strokes that you would use to kind of mm-hmm. swish and move through the air yeah uh perhaps that's pulling in some sort of um energy yeah 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 mm-hmm. it's cool but i love these fires and i think they're they're just uh it's just neat because it's yeah. something that Hermione will do sort of throughout the series. And yes. it's, you know, the the boys love them. So now they notice then that Snape is, he's got his eye on them. He comes yeah. over yeah. and he takes the, he doesn't even notice the, the, the fire. And if he does, maybe he's, yeah. he doesn't say anything about it or whatever, but he does take the book, mm-hmm. which is, I think it's interesting. It's sort of like, also, maybe he's going to take this because they're playing slytherin tomorrow it has less to do with whether it's actually a rule because i wondered is it actually a rule that you can't take these books out on i I think hermione would have known i think they did there again their first years i don't think so like you can't go outside and read a book like if you check it out of the library i feel like you could you could take this on the school ground somewhere and so he and harry says he totally made that you know yeah yeah. and it's just not fair so part of it is you know, they could have gotten in trouble for the Hermione fire, but they don't. They get in trouble yeah. for the Quidditch book, which is, again, some sort of strategy again, where Snape's also like, I don't, you know, one, he wanted to pick on them, but then he's also trying to, like, help out mm-hmm. Slytherin by affecting the the seeker yeah. of the Gryffindor team. Yeah. Yes. I was also wondering if um, Snape gets so angry about Quidditch and the book and everything because, you know, it's something Harry's got from James. Yeah, sure. And So another reminder. Yeah. 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 Like... That would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's a part of him that uh, a- angers Snape because it's it yeah more reflects James than it does Lily. So right. that would be right. That makes a lot so. of sense. Yeah. Uh, something interesting though, when when he walks up and he has this limp going on, mm-hmm. this is no joke. Shout out to one of my colleagues, uh, Dr. Myers, who I work with, and was walking through the school the other day, and hopefully he's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't listen, but I'll tell him I gave him a shout out. Uh, he was limping through the hallways yeah. and it made me think of Snape a little bit when I, when I 
you know, because we had read the chapter and he, yeah. we were doing like a curriculum night and he's walking through. I'm like, yo, did you get in a fight? You know, like what happened or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And so kind of interesting. But imagine if your teacher shows up with a black eye mm-hmm. and you're like, was my teacher yeah. fighting over the weekend or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, and actually the the um, colleague I just mentioned, he was a prof- like sort of semi-professional boxer. Oh, and so wow. would come in with yeah. a couple shiners here and there, and kids, <laughs> you, you know, it has to. You almost have to explain. No, like I actually do this competitively, and yeah. like with you know a referee and the whole thing, and I trains mean, other boxing individuals. Boxing is a pretty questionable sport to me. Always has been. That they're interesting, you know, right? Yeah, they that they, it's it's a good thing if you knock somebody out. To, yeah, the, I, to the point they lose consciousness. Yeah, it's Whew. so crazy that that's, that's... Sorry, if you're a professional boxer, like, it's cool. They're super fit. They're super... not for me. Yeah. Rocky Balboa, you know. Anyways. Yeah, just kind of weird. But I just thought it'd be... It's interesting when you notice your teacher walking in with a limp and it's sort of like, uh, Mr. Kirk, what happened? Like, are you okay? I mean... So well, he wouldn't funny. be. He wouldn't be lying if he said, "Yeah, a dog bit me, and hogs me." Well, that would be lying, but a dog bit me yeah. would not be a lie. Would not be a lie, and if he doesn't know that they're, yeah, he's obviously not gonna, you know, kind of talk about it or right. whatever. But I just thought it was kind of interesting from a student's perspective. Uh, they notice the, like their teacher has got a black eye or is limping or something's going on. It makes you be like aren't you supposed to just be our nor like aren't you supposed to just teach what are you doing right <laughs> what is you have a life you have a uh, life yeah. it's funny okay so uh the gryffindor common room mm-hmm. uh charms homework is done hermione hermione is helping them out like they're still getting the right answers they're still looking yeah. over she at least does make them attempt that's it. good is very good so it's first attempted yeah they ultimately get the right answers but you hope through that there's some learning is going think on about what yeah. they write they can't right. just write anything yeah, yeah. And they're getting feedback from hermione right. so, so technically technically the right they're thing. still yeah she definitely is doing the right thing yeah but i feel like this is the night before and there's some pre-gaming that's going on in this common room that we don't see. Okay. I often like to think about what's going on in Hogwarts outside right. of, you know, the reason the main we're story. Yeah, the main story. So yeah. we're we're so drawn into what Harry is going through. Mm-hmm. But for example, I would challenge folks to think about things from the Weasley twin perspective, or yeah. to think about Oliver Wood while this charms homework is being done. Yeah. Oliver's got his homework done. He is oh, with yeah, oh, what is probably. her name? Uh, Alicia Spinnet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. A couple? Uh, that was one of my questions. <laughs> if you notice, she was on the bench last year, yeah. and she is now a starter. And it said <laughs> that they were good friends, and I just, is Wood dating someone? I don't remember, actually. I have to go look it up if they actually end up being mm-hmm. romantic or not. I don't think but, it's ever mentioned. I don't know. But yeah. I could think so that they have a thing for each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, isn't that... Or is it? It just Angel- says that they were close and they're good friends. Is it friends. Angelina or is it Alicia that um, Jordan also says? Oh. oh no, it's that's that's really? um, yeah. When, when he's when he's commentating, Angelina, Angelina, Johnson. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who he's talking about. But because he, he does mention too that that uh, Alicia, I think I'm saying her name right. Mm. Oh, Alicia, not Alicia. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah, Alicia. The, no, no, no. The, you're right. Angelina is the one he mm-hmm. Lee Jordan thinks is pretty. Yeah. Okay. But let's everybody. Then know. he <laughs> mentions Alicia. Yeah. Spin it, I believe. Yeah who is Oliver Wood's friend. Yes. And who came off the, who was on the right. bench last year. So he's like letting you know, he's introducing you to the Gryffindor team. Yeah. And sort of talking through those different things. Which makes me wonder, there's never anything mentioned about like someone on the bench. You know, it's always this team of 
exactly the same number of um, right. They don't mention the bench players. Yeah, who are also playing the game. There's no re- uh, what do you call them um, reserves. reserves. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what's uh, it, are you just I. Are you practicing with them? Because what about Ron being the keeper? But if, what if um if he gets hurt? What's his what's McLaggen. his name? McLaggen yeah. was just the second keeper. I mean, in every other yeah. sport, you have you know reserves and, and a backup. I feel like the backups are there. They know that they're there and they practice on their own or something, and they they just are, are called in. Yeah, because yeah. I think later on actually that does there is something uh, to that. But anyway. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about the celebration that's going on, yeah. getting ready. We're playing Slytherin. And I know around, you know, sports teams around here, there's a lot of pre-gaming. People right. are like, you know, partying, eating, uh, talking trash to the other hungry. team. I know. <laughs> All that stuff. So it's uh, it's it's great. So I love to think about that mm-hmm. from Wood's perspective. He's yeah, also probably, he's probably with Spinnet, like drawing up stuff. Like we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And she's, yeah. I, I don't know if there was, I'm going to look it up and see if there was actually some relationship between them or whatever. Okay. Or I can look it up once you get to your, yeah. uh, you know, you know, segment. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's pretty cool. So anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah. So uh, Harry decides that he's going to go down and get his book back. Bad decision. Uh, he wants it back. He's still just sort of put out about it. And it's this other thing. What You know, think about it. Snape took it from him, and he's still thinking about that, and it's still under his skin. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Snape has already he influenced already you mentally. Yeah. Right, yeah. His goal was just to, yeah. to unnerve you a little bit and yeah. to agitate you before the game. So you know, there's a little strategy going on there. But he goes down and realizes that Filch is there. Now, my big question is, why not Madame Pomfrey? Why I know, not? right? I feel like you see Snape and Filch a lot in this book together. Right. They seem to be like close or something. Yeah, and it's it's totally meant to proximity. It's just mm-hmm. it's meant to say, oh, he's up to something sneaky. Why not go up to the medical wing well, and have it taken care of? But remember when Ron later on in this book gets bit by um, the dragon, mm-hmm. and they said it's a dog, but Madame Pomfrey is not stupid. She kind of knows it can't be just a dog, yeah. and she probably can tell. And I feel like she would not know about the about fluffy but filge does know about fluffy yeah who knows maybe the other thing so. I, th- I thought too was that uh perhaps snape goes to head off quarrel or something he's, he's trying to whatever and he doesn't want core it's very much known that you checked in to the yeah. medical with, with, with madame pomfrey mm-hmm. you check in there so then quarrel is sort of on to snape yeah realizing snape's on to me right. so to avoid that he's like give me filch and let's yeah. just do this but at the same here. time it's the staff room everybody can just walk in there and also, open the door quirrell could have walked in there yeah for sure that's true it's not, it's not the unlocked. best and also why not just use i mean he does later on this is probably just something in the evolution of yeah. writing the story why can't he just use his own you know potions potion or even just his own can you heal yourself oh i bet you can because remember when um Harry uses oh, uh, yeah on Malfoy, <gasps> and he has a yeah and, maybe and it's a specific counter spell to his own invention. Invent that's spell. what I was thinking too. Yeah. yeah, he has his own counter, um, you know, element yeah. to that. Whereas this is this is a natural, you yeah. know, bite or, wh- yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So and it seems know. pretty pretty deep. Like definitely, there, definitely you see a lot of flesh and blood. Yeah, yeah, pretty gross. Yeah. So anyway, um, all right, yeah. Uh, just let's see here. Oh, here we go. So yeah, the, after this though, you you have Potter and really Potter. Uh, the trio are starting. They'll eventually be kind of. Uh, they'll buy into to Harry's sort of 
extra instinct here in terms mm-hmm. of coming to conclusions that are not entirely correct. Sometimes there's he's on to something, but yeah. not quite. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with Snape is that he's close, yeah. but he's also not, he's not close. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, he comes to these conclusions that are wrong. And that's that's a big theme throughout the whole thing, which is that they, they're, they're close to the truth, right. but there's something else. And I think yeah. it's a lesson there in terms yeah. of like when you go to speculating and coming to conclusions, I think, be careful. I because, think that's what Hermione and Ron yeah. also think about when in book six, Harry's on to Malfoy. This time he is right, but they remember... You All know, the times where he has drawn... Yeah you know not the wrong conclusion the wrong conclusion yeah Yeah. like like partially he's almost got like two out of the three but that third one's pretty big right he's like oh well i guess we're wrong about snape but also snape's fishy and so it's a lot of what he does seems suspicious and sneaky so you associate it with well it must be bad uh versus there's a reason why he's trying to do it that way yeah which is interesting okay uh and then hermione yeah defending all the teachers even snape willing to defend snape even though snape is clearly um she just loves teachers. She loves learning, and she's she does she can't see a teacher doing, you know, you, you know what I mean, participating in, in mm-hmm. a behavior that mm-hmm. Harry right. sees like so quickly, yeah. and it's just like they're blind to quarrel. You know, it's just interesting. Right. So, yeah. all right. So yeah, what is the guard? Or sorry, what is the dog guarding? Um, they they speculate on this, and you imagine. They have no idea. We know now, but in a first right. read, I wonder if you're somebody who's first going through the series, yeah. what are you thinking, you know, in terms of Ooh. what it could have been? I don't even remember my first read. It was so long yeah. ago. Uh, but but think about that. If you're, if you're, if our kids, right, one day are reading through the series, what are they thinking? Yeah. And I would be so cool to ask them, <laughs> I think in the future, yes. like, what do you think it is? You're right. It's what do you think it is? And well, it could all be we know anything. is it's super small, but in the wizarding world, you kind of know, okay, if it's super small, it doesn't mean it's not very powerful. You know, like you feel like it's some kind of magical item that's a lot, well, and has, so, a lot has a lot of power. And the, what, the, the title of the story, right? The Philosopher's Stone, right? You might start to, yeah. so if you're, <laughs> no, I mean, which is, again, you you don't know you, and you don't really know yeah. what that is either. So you're, yeah. you're going to make that sort of connection. Oh, it's probably, it could be, and that's what you want. Like at first, you might sometimes you don't always connect the title of the book. You read the title of the book as a kid, and you're like, yeah. okay, cool, let's read the story. Yeah. And you don't really think much about the title, right? Uh, as as you move through it, and then by the end, you're like, oh my gosh, there you go, there you go, <laughs> like there, there, like, yeah. there it is. Yeah, but what do you think? What does the stone do? Mm. Yeah, or or, or why it, is even it important? Because then you can go kind of yeah. beyond. Like, oh, if you say it's the stone, then from there, it's like, well, why are they guarding it? What is it? What's mm. what does it do? And then. But I think throughout all the like magical, you know, witches and wizards lore, you have some kind of magical either, you know, you have wands, you have magical staffs, you have magical stones, right? Yeah, magical items. Yeah. 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 And it's a typical item. I feel like that stones have some magical power because there's also, you know, people believe in crystals and different things that have certain energies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So the real genius in what J.K. Rowling does is not just that there's some a devilish, you know, professor who once who was greedy, as as mm-hmm. like Snape will say later. He when and he's talking to Voldemort. We just listened to, to this today. Yes. Um, in book six, that he felt like at the time, the way what he explains to Voldemort is that he felt like he was just a power hungry, right? You know, greedy wizard. Quirrell, now, quarrel, quarrel. Yeah. That yeah. he was just this trying to get the stone for right. himself. Right. Um, we know that Snape knows much more than that and yeah. that they're always looking for the return of, of Voldemort. Yeah. So the beautiful thing with this book is that the way this is set up is we get all this lore on mm-hmm. Voldemort. We forget about him. Yeah. We start focusing on this 
new villain, air quote, Snape. Yeah. And it's really Quirrell. And it's yeah. actually not yeah. Quirrell. It ties you back to Voldemort, the Dark Lord. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's just very well, it's yeah. very clever. And it's it's a great start. People kind of miss that. They think it's like mm-hmm. kind of boring. But when you're first reading it, that is the cleverness yeah. of it, is that it's a tie-in through this other character who Voldemort is possessing yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So what do you eat before a big game? That was my big question. Did you eat before your volleyball matches? Were you known to consume a lot of pasta or did you like not eat a whole lot? So most I feel like most of my teammates didn't eat a whole lot. I was more on the side. uh, I learned, you know, now I'm I'm better with that. And I listen if I'm really hungry in the morning, I'll eat. If I'm not, I won't. But earlier I was just taught to eat breakfast. You got to if you get up and go somewhere, you got to eat breakfast before you leave the house. And I love to have porridge or oatmeal mm-hmm. oatmeal fruit or sometimes yeah what else did i eat i feel like yeah, we cause... eat a lot in germany so bread you're by right. the way oh now that you Brötchen. say it sometimes we would have a breakfast if we had a game later that day so sometimes our games were always on the weekends mm-hmm. and if it would not start sometimes until one or two o'clock or even three we would meet at like nine or 10 to have a big, you know, the whole team comes together. We all right. bring Brötchen and then Käse, Aya, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Midge. By the way, that is bread, milk, cheese, uh, eggs, eggs, Aya. And yeah. then other bread spreads or, uh-huh. so you know, brochen, jam, marmalade. Brötchen mit Himbad jelly, yeah. uh, mit butter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Avocado. Yeah. Yeah. That good stuff. So. That's anyway, cool. that's well, I think what we love to do. When we played football, um, we would have the whole day. Like the game wouldn't start until seven o'clock. Oh so wow! So most of us we'd had our our meals, but we tried yeah. to like after school. School's over at two thirty, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, some guys would go get food. Yeah. Right away because that would be like three o'clock, and then you still had a good four hours until everything was sort of digested. Yeah. Uh, and this is probably too much information, but everybody's using the bathroom right before the game, you know, making sure we're good to go, uh, which is wild. So you, you did really, you didn't want to eat something super that made you sluggish yeah. and super whatever. No. Anyway, so Harry is like contemplating, like, what is he going to eat here? Uh, he's super nervous. Super nervous. Should he have a bit of toast? Should he just go mm-hmm. in kind of, it's a sort of a, a midday match. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you did. What do you eat? I've heard professional mm-hmm. athletes talk about this mm-hmm. and uh, boxers and different people like they need energy, but at the same time, they don't want they don't want to be slowed whole, yeah, down right, by, right, the digestion, by yeah. digestion. So, yeah, just an interesting uh, thing to think about out there. If you are a witcher, wizard, athlete yeah. playing Quidditch. Right. <laughs> so as many of you are. Uh, I thought it was really heartwarming, too. I mentioned earlier, just, you know, um, this is not the heartwarming part. Seamus eating sausages with ketchup. But I just wanted to mention that happened and it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, The heartwarming bit is Potter for president. I know. And the coolest part about this. So Wood is super pumped. He's given this the speech. Uh, Dean was a good drawer. He drew like the the, the yeah. lion and then they animated it or whatever. That's super cool. And it's actually right before and right before I pass this over to Lottie, there's a there's a part where. Harry looks up and sees that, yeah. and he gains and courage. He gains feel it bravery. Yes. Uh, he sort of feels a bit braver, and it's because yeah. of the support from his friends. And you sort of feel like, oh, th- there is a moment where they're cheering and rooting for you, and that is helpful. They're counting on me. I can do more 
than what my body is. You know, like sometimes your your body wants to preserve itself and right. say, shut down. This is too much. You know, we want to yeah. live. We want to move. But yeah. the you can move beyond that when you feel like there's a team rooting for you and you yeah. feel like I can do this. I can yeah. I can go crazy here because people want this and they need this and they whatever. And I'm doing this for, for mm-hmm. someone or, or for a group of people beyond myself. And they're up there rooting for him with yeah. you know, Potter for president. That's so cool. Oh, that was cool. It's a cool image. I mean, you. Yeah, I I think. If I had I seen that, I would be so proud and happy and just, yeah. but also nervous. Like you know, they are cheering for you, and now yeah, what, what if I, what if I now just have you know like play the worst game of my life, and they had all these. True, and so that's where you got. Yeah. Ron goes through that. That's yeah. what Ron goes through. So you have different Aww. people and different approaches. Where you know when you see that, yeah. can you flip the switch and yeah. say it's time, it's game time? Yeah. So we used to talk about that in sports, which is it is time to flip that switch. Yeah. And to give it everything you've got and yeah, to tr- try to eliminate the, the demons, close the door yeah. to all of the other noise or the oh, internal yeah. struggles professional, and stuff. Actually, it's so much more common nowadays that professional athletes, they have a whole mental team or like, you know, p- p- people who help them with all this mental stuff going on mm-hmm. because most games are like, yes, a lot of it is physical if you can run faster than the other one, but it's so much more than that. It's also, especially in team Focus. sports, yeah. so much of a mental game right. and they just uh released in germany about a professional beach volleyball player uh laura ludwig mm-hmm. and she's awesome she she's a uh, um olympic she got she won olympic gold medals and uh she talked about how she struggled with her self-esteem and self not self-esteem self um doubt really yeah, about the yeah. sport and and what she can what she's capable of and on the outside you would never i mean i don't really know her but what you see when you see her play you'd have never thought that mm-hmm, but yeah. they go through that mental training it's huge nowadays which well, i think is good i think a lot of so whether it's sports or not i'm about to embark on this in this mm-hmm. this semester and with courses and stuff you have to tell yourself because i did catch myself the other day thinking is this too can i do it is it is it too much mm-hmm. uh, whether it's an academic task or it's a physical activity or whatever yeah you catch yourself having those moments and you've got to build good habits and good right. sort of um, routines. You've got to talk right. to yourself positively. Yes. You need to seek out some sort of, whether it's a coach uh, pushing you along or it's this banner mm-hmm. for, for Harry yeah. that he sees. Some, sometimes it's external and then sometimes it's internal. But having yeah. a combination of both is great, great yeah. to, to help you. Having a good support system around yes, you is absolutely. huge. So like you and I talk, being on the same page about what mm-hmm. all the things I want to do this semester is huge. Yes. Like if I don't have that, then I kind of feel like, oh, moment, can I do that? You know, it, like you start yeah. to... You, doubt will creep in yeah and where we actually can do a lot more than we think sometimes yeah. that really true i would say yeah like like a lot lot more yeah and, and if you're out there thinking like, i don't know if i can do it you can you've just gotten into a habit mm-hmm. of telling yourself that very thing which is that I'm not, I'm not so sure if i can do it but telling yourself that you can really goes a long way yeah and i noticed that when i was working out when i was playing sports uh just going through different things yeah we all have our ups and downs but it's just right. a cool moment, I guess, for, for Harry. And yeah, just, you know, walk out there, yeah. Connect to life, so. All right. Um, yeah, I was a little, dis- not disappointed, but like, you know, with Oliver's speech, is, it's short. It's, I mean, sometimes you can't really listen anyway if he would, they went through the tactic numerous times before. They practiced really, really good and hard. So now all really he has to say is, you know, it's the big one and... Mm-hmm. He knows they're going to win. And that's obviously like a, you know, if you hear that, that he trusts his team and he knows they're all 
doing their best. That's cool. But also, what would you like? You know, I I remember my time here in the states when I was in high school for a year, and I played sports. I played volleyball. I played. Uh, I was a swimmer too. Mm-hmm. And before every volleyball game and before every swim meet, we would have like these pump up sessions where you get together and you just like do chant or whatever or like do some you know the kind of yelling and stuff oh, yeah. to get yeah. pumped what do you think if you were the quidditch ca- you i mean you are the former quidditch captain of the yeah, hufflepuff yeah. team how did you cheer up your team before right before right before the game starts so it's normal <laughs> it, it, it's a it, it i'll speak from experience here uh-huh. maneuvers doing something as a group and as yeah. a unit yeah uh when i played football it was jacket jacks Okay, we got out that? there. So Jackie Jacks was we would spell out sort of our mascot. We would do uh-huh. a couple of things. Our coach brought us in and he had this chant and we would kind of get in around him. <laughs> He'd be in the center and yeah. he would get us fired up. Yeah. Uh, like you had your normal standard stuff, right? Which yeah. every game we did Jackie Jacks. Uh, every game the coach would get in the center and he would do, I forget, I forget how it goes. I think if, I think if somebody started it, I would probably remember it and fall right back into line because we did it you know, for four years every game. Yeah. But then there were special games like this one, right? So for Oliver Wood, this is your rivalry game. This is against yeah. Slytherin. Yeah. So I'll never forget, just a quick aside, we had our rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Our coach wore a tie, dressed up that yeah. day, dressed up all you know week long. Yeah. It was it was it was it was that rivalry yeah. week. Gave a big speech, <laughs> turned the lights out in the locker room. You know, and Ooh. and yeah, I mean, just yeah, I got chills. I get yeah. chills thinking about it because he shut the lights out on us yeah. and just and had us all. It was all his voice. We couldn't see each other. We could Whoa. nothing. And he said, like, we all came in, got a knee, and we he said, listen to my voice. And like we had wow. to like settle in and just his voice guided us through this like <laughs> visualizing our win, focusing, all this different yeah. stuff. Focus, focus, focus. And I was like, wow, yeah. I'll never forget that. So you feel like Oliver Wood, again, they've got his – what happens here really is the Weasley twins interrupt yeah. the speech. Yeah. And he, he can't even get it out. And it's like, oh, shut up, you two, you know, and yeah. like, s- sort of move on. So they're not taking it as, as serious. But yeah. it's almost unfortunate because Oliver is like, you know. Yeah, he's really ambitious about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I thought it was, um, I don't know, I felt, I felt like he is pumped up about it, but there is not this, I don't know, I feel like it's sometimes it can be an American thing where you do that in high school a lot. And because we, we do that too, like, you know, where our coach would have a little tiny talk and yeah. then he was like, okay, ladies, let's go. And then you put the, right. your, you know, all your arms yeah, together. Yeah, team on three. And then like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. And then you walk out and you're like, you know, with your chest up and Right, right. But he I don't know, they don't really do that, so I feel like um well, again, something I, it, Harry could uh, improve. Once and, and what's catching. interesting too is that J.K. Rowling had to do a lot of research mm-hmm. on Quidditch, right? And wasn't yeah. necessarily a sports fan, but wanted yeah. that sports element and turned to soccer. Yeah, yeah. and so, she didn't really enjoy writing it. Either. Right, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. I, I, but it was a great element to include, yes. and it yeah. feels really natural and parallels like r- real life. But I feel like if she would have been more of a sports fan, that's definitely something you would have included. You would you would yeah. have talked up his speech. You would have done something yeah. like this that people be like, oh my gosh. So it's just another you know layer it's there <laughs> but it's it's one of i don't want to say a weak weaker layer but like there's more that could have been done with quidditch yeah for sure i think yeah. but she, you know yeah um i also now that i think about it what what do you think like marcus flint's speech looks like are they just all oh like, i bet it grunting in there <laughs> yeah i mean it, it could have been so i mean when they when they break the huddle i feel like it's you know uh beat gryffindor on three yeah 
right? Yeah, or something, something like, like that, that, right? Yeah. You know, like I have to do guys. It's like one, two, three, beat Gryffindor. It doesn't matter what it takes. If you have to follow them, you follow them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, that kind of reminds me of a speech my coach gave one time. <laughs> we were playing a team that was way better than us. Yeah. And he was like, I don't care if you guys have to. I know holding's a penalty. If you got to hold them, you hold them. Like, he was sort of like, coach, we're not allowed yeah. to do that. He's like, I don't care. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, okay. I, think, I feel like that's what he would say to his team. Anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, Gryffindor starts off pretty good. They are, uh, they're scoring a couple of times. And yeah. Yeah. It is, I think it's such a cool element that uh, a student gets to comment the game. I don't know if that was always the case or if Lee Jordan just one day said, hey, I can do a better job than Professor. So-and-so. Yeah. Bins. Oh <laughs> Can my you goodness! Professor Ben's commenting. <laughs> no, I cannot. Okay, but um, yeah, uh, he's he's a natural, and it's so cool that he is. And you see that all the time. If students show a talent in a certain, you know, extracurricular activity, like drama or you have a school radio or school uh tv show that they later on even relate to that and it's cool that jordan who does the commentary and everything that he later on has the potter watch Mm -hmm. station yeah you know the radio station when the war is going on and that's i think that's such a good cool idea and i also think it's hilarious that he's this you know he's a gryffindor so it's not very professional of him to to comment on Slytherin like this and but I feel like he wouldn't if Slytherin wouldn't be this aggressive and you know do foul plays and stuff um and he throws in just funny comments about you know Angelina and stuff and Professor McGonagall standing in the movie at least standing right next to him and always like kind of scolding him for Jordan right yeah Jordan just all over him because he's definitely biased. But he's definitely biased and he says things he shouldn't be saying. But then it's out there and all she does is just say like, Jordan, you know, like next time, you know, but she just says it all the time. She never really acts on it because I feel like internally she's like, yeah, he's right. And yeah, he's funny, but I'm a teacher. So I have to kind of yeah, our say, something. say something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, that continues on in other games later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gryffindor starts off pretty good. Everyone's watching. Hagrid even comes over. He could technically watch from his hut, but he comes over to to be in the crowd, he says. It's not the same if you're just on your own, just watching from afar in your little hut. And and, and he doesn't really get... Now that he has friends like Hermione and Ron, it's cool that he can now stand with his students and it wouldn't be weird or anything, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So they're all cheering on Harry, and then all of a sudden the broom freaks out and tries to throw Harry off. Yep, yep, jinxed. And Hermione, she's super quick. She's like, okay, something is up. This is a really, really high-quality broom. This can't be just a jinxed broom. Like, you know, it doesn't... It it wouldn't do that on its own. So somebody has to be the one who, who, who jinxes the broom. And she... I wonder if she, you know, because... She always said, no, Snape would never do things like that. But because he was being mean before that, mm-hmm. right before the game, and they have been talking about it all the time, that's why she probably went to, to w- look at him pretty quickly. She could have also, have, you know, if she looked a little closer, Quirrell was also muttering, probably. So Yeah, true. Just because they already had this uh, suspicion against Snape, that's probably why she even if it was subconsciously saw him first 
and she rushes over to distract him from Harry because she knows she's well-read. She knows you have to be super focused on the person or the thing you want to jinx. Mm-hmm. Um, what she doesn't know, she's actually muttering a counter jinx or counter spell or whatever. But she, and we get this little hint again, she knocks over Professor Quirrell. Oh, yeah. Just bumps into him, knocks him over. No big deal. Yeah. Quick and that's, little that, thing that that's happens. That's that little moment that um, breaks up the connection or the, the focus of Quirrell. And I guess we don't really, she doesn't really pay attention if Harry's broom stops acting up right away. Because she still goes and produces those flames again to distract Snape. But the end result is by her knocking over Quirrell. Uh, Harry is saved but then you kind of think like okay couldn't he just start focusing again on him and start muttering again whatever Um, but I think it happens so quickly that he's freed and then he he sees the snitch and catches it with his mouth yeah Uh, and we were talking earlier about you know how this is how does how does Snape uh, explain this later to Voldemort because we learn Quirrell knows snape muttered a counter jinx we know that Mm -hmm. because he tells harry later on uh no it was you know snape was trying to save you so if quirrell knows then voldemort knows uh and that would you know as voldemort that would be kind of weird because snape says yeah i just i didn't know that the dark lord was possessing quirrell he just thought quirrell like you said is greedy and just um there's something fishy about him right but this was not about the stone it was about harry why would he save harry if he if he was so loyal to to voldemort i know he he said i thought he was gone and finished and whatever but that would make as voldemort and especially voldemort knows about his feelings for lily which is pretty crazy I don't know. It would make me doubt a lot. Like it would take a lot for Voldemort to to really believe him since he saved Harry. Well, I actually would be even more convinced though if I were Voldemort and he said, "Well, I did it because it's you know Lily's son." Yeah. And at the time you were gone. Yeah. And you were defeated, and you know how much I cared for her. I feel like to sometimes to convince. Mm You've got a yeah. litter in a little bit of this. Okay, that's believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he's, although I don't like it, Snape, yeah. right? That's not uh, something I want to hear or whatever. He's like, well, he is. You know what I mean? They're, it, like, mm-hmm. like Lily Potter is extremely powerful. And, yeah. and that, like the Potter family was yeah. a powerhouse family. And yeah. I think, you know, Voldemort appreciates that type of yeah. blood and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's almost, I, I always felt like Voldemort really felt like, it's unfortunate that he yeah. has, because he says at the end he doesn't want Neville and those other individuals to, you join know, him. yeah, just like he wants them to join him, but like he doesn't necessarily want to spill unnecessarily wizard yeah, blood. Yeah, wizard blood. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's somewhat would have been okay for him, for Snape to sort of say, you weren't around. He does acknowledge like, hey, un- just like everyone else, because he, he says to Bellatrix mm-hmm. that if if uh, Voldemort wouldn't have forgiven some of those who lost faith, he'd have very few friends, and all of his friends would have been in Azkaban. Yeah. There weren't, you know, like you had Lucius Malfoy who did the same thing, who had to explain why didn't you go seeking for me and why didn't you whatever and all these different things. And it's like, well, I mean, he stayed at the post. He was more, he had a great value. Um, yeah. 
had no idea that Voldemort was back. It was such a secret that that you know Quirrell was there. Yeah, he did everything he could to to fight him off. Yeah, and to save Potter was more of a Lily move. It just sort of shows that he was because he and he knows that he's had a history mm-hmm. with with Voldemort to say, hey, I told you to spare her, and he has her eyes and stuff. And so you know, also he could even yeah. say Dumbledore at Dumbledore's orders. This is this is what I had to do to stay in in Dumbledore's good graces. I was instructed to look after the boy. I mean, that's yeah. all stuff he could say. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I Severus, know. you know, I'm. I, yeah. that's believable. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess. It's just, yeah, strange in that moment. And he says it too, that the Dark Lord didn't trust him at the time. No, he didn't trust him. Exactly. That's, yeah. it, took, it took time. It took things like the Chamber of Secrets. It took, um, it took it, you know, all, all of this. I mean, again, uh, there's that moment. And then not until he is summoned, right? Yeah. It's actually a couple years later actually even until like snape can put it off and say i didn't know that you had anything to do with this and so mm-hmm. then i just remained at my post from that time forward after after quarrel until yeah. you returned through peter Pettigrew. yeah with you know his help i wonder so i looked it up not to confuse it with the movie if voldemort actually later in this book asks harry uh to join him so he says don't be a fool when he asked him for the stone um, better save your own life and join me or you will meet the same end as your parents. Do you think if Harry actually said, okay, I'm going to join you and was on board and was like, yeah, you know, like almost like Peter out of fear or out of power hunger, who knows? Would Voldemort let him? I think he would have used him for, for, for something. I think for a time he might have let him believe that he was on his side, but ultimately I think he would have used him in some way. Let's say the the whole scenario with Harry actually says, okay, I'm going to be your friend, Draco, and then he befriends Draco and, and he gets close to him and maybe meets his parents. And then later on he even says, yeah, Voldemort, I'm going to join you. I mean, this is crazy. This would never, this is not Harry and it was never meant to happen, but... I think, like you said, Voldemort doesn't want to spill magical blood, and he thinks Harry is super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, like you said, for a while, he would actually keep him alive and not kill him right away. Yeah, yeah, probably. And see what he grows into and maybe make him a, a weapon instead of his... But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's you know, all theoretical, obviously. And sure. It's never had yep. to happen that way, but... He actually, yeah, he asked him, do you want to join me? Never mind. Okay, back to the Quidditch match. So Harry is free. His broom, he's back over, uh, in control over his broom. And it, I mean, this is where we really don't get Harry's perspective, but more like Her- Hermione, Ron, and Hagrid's. And they just describe what they see. But what is... Like Harry is trying to really stay on this broom, and the next moment he feels like, "Oh, okay, it's over. Like I can, I have control back." And then the next thing, right away, he sees the snitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it happens, I think, in a matter of seconds, where he sees it, and then he does that dive, almost like he when he um, saved the rememberal, and but then how does he catch it with his mouth? He just I don't know if if it feels like more like a. He doesn't really realize what's happening. He just gained control back and maybe he was a little too fast. So instead of reaching his hand out, you know what I mean? Like he he was like so excited he saw the snitch 
that he dived down and then he was already so close to the snitch that instead of yeah reaching his hand he just opened his mouth and this whole thing ties into the seventh book later on yeah yeah that he it's important that he catches it with his mouth because otherwise he couldn't have touched it and 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 uh dumbledore could not have hidden um the stone the resurrection stone in there and also fun fact if the snitch it's supposed to remember the first touch right yeah yep so you have to have a different snitch for every game because it's it's doing that so it yeah. can recognize in case of a very close tie and not tie but like you don't really know who caught it first yeah um you could recognize which one it was but then if what if you have your hands your skin already touches it you know like you barely touch it and then you miss it and then the other one goes am i the one then who technically caught it because i touched it because, because you, you touched it yeah i don't feel know. like you have to really catch it and have it in your hand yeah that's a good point um but anyway so madam hooch says there's nothing wrong with catching it with your mouth uh and marcus flint is not happy about that he tries to argue but madam hooch is like no and i feel like madam hooch is even happy that gryffindor wins because she does not i mean she's a referee she would have you know never been unfair to Slytherin either but she also does not want to support their unfair play with battles and everything anyway so um Gryffindor is partying and we know from later books what kind of party they throw in their common room but in this book we never really join that party they go over to Hagrid's hut right away after the game Mm mm-hmm and it's, it gets pretty serious. And it, just like that other chapter, it just ends in Hagrid's hut where they figure out more about the stone and the secret and who's guarding it and all that stuff because Hagrid cannot, you know, keep, keep his secret. mouth shut. And yeah, it's can't. like, Hagrid, we love you, but what the heck? Right, like, as a Dumbledore problem. trusts you with everything so he has problem. and you... I think it's really just Harry and the and the and the group though. I mean, I know he does stumble a little bit in pubs and stuff like that, and <laughs> yeah, and obviously talked and told something about Fluffy that also got out to Quirrell and stuff. So that's a bit of an issue. But normally it's because of a trust thing, like he yeah. trusts them and that he lets his guard down around them. Uh, the worst part about it is that he lets his guard down in those pubs. And oh yeah, it's like the second time when he. So we learned that Fluffy got from a Greek person, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fluffy, who's Cerberus, we learned, like the three-headed dog, which is yeah. Greek Greek yep. mythology. And he got it from a Greek person. Pretty cool. And then Fluffy later on re- returns even to Greece uh, because Dumbledore was like, nah, we can't keep him around here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, but then he gets the dragon also in a pub. And now I'm thinking, does he go down to the pub in hopes that someone with a new magical beast and monster will come along and uh traveler from far away in the pack yeah but at the same time yeah hagrid why (laughs) right they figure out nicholas flamel and now we know we heard this and we actually read this name when harry um saw the the card dumbledore's card frog what are they called frog chocolate uh, chocolate frog, frog cards mm-hmm. and he reads the description about dumbledore nicholas flamel's mentioned there now do you remember when you first read the book do you remember if you felt like you've heard that name before yeah i can't remember at all it's been so many you, you know years or whatever so uh did you actually read the book before you uh, saw the movie 
Uh, no, See, I actually, me neither. Yeah, so I don't think I did. So no. That's why. That's why I'm like I don't really remember because I I I saw the movie first and then you already knew when you were reading. Yeah, the book. I think yeah. Uh, I wasn't allowed to read the book at first. Wasn't allowed oh, to yeah, see the right. movie, and then <laughs> I finally snuck the movie in, and then I ended up reading all the books after that. So yeah, or whatever was out at the time. I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay. Any uh, other remarks on this chapter? No, I think it's a good chapter. Uh, mm -hmm. good, good fun introduction to Quidditch and, and different things. And then, uh, you know, just more of the mystery, drawing conclusions from yeah. uh, Snape's limp and then the, the curse and the jinx and just a lot of different things that well uh, structured for like a reread to come back through and say, oh, there's this, there's this, there's yeah. that. And uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So. No, overall, great chapter, and uh, I love it. And again, going forward, you know, one of the things I like to do is speculate from different characters' perspectives. So, like, Wood's uh, perspective or other professors who might have been yeah. watching the Quidditch game. Did they notice what was going on? Why didn't they do something? Right. Yes. Uh, oh, true. Why is it Hermione? You know what I mean? I Snape's know. clearly seeing it and doing something. They're very smart and but intelligent. But everyone else is so. just watching, so. Yeah. What was McGonagall thinking during that McGonagall, time, yeah. etc.? Yeah. 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 Some, some advice for the week here after this chapter, after reading this chapter. Mm -hmm. uh, and we mentioned this in the chapter, actually. You know, even if through your eyes everything seems to point at someone being guilty, don't just assume until there's actual proof of their guilt. You know what I mean? Like, right. drawing yep. your own conclusions can sometimes do more damage than good. Right, yep. Yeah, there is the, there is a thing. If something seems suspicious or whatever, you can be on guard for sure. If you need to be, you might be totally wrong. But at the same time, you know, there's the one time where you are on guard and yeah. it saves your life or it saves it, yeah, I know. other people. Like that's 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 okay and necessary. Yeah. But um, I guess to it's it's also it's it's very it's a touchy subject, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like it's like you also don't want to. We talk about um, reputation as, right. a, as a school teacher being right. a currency that sometimes, you know, again, Harry could be going around talking about Professor Snape thinking mm -hmm. he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he's, the, you know, the word out there is his reputation is being sort of um, destroyed a little bit yeah. because of yeah. because of all this. And that's also a part that he has to play. It's a magical you know world or whatever. But s sometimes those things happen where yeah. uh, reputation is currency and people will yep. use it against one another just by coming to these different conclusions. Right. And I think that's something people should be yeah. on careful, on guard careful. for and yeah. careful about, yeah, your your thoughts and sort of weighing whether it's, you know, but at the same time, you got to be careful and you, you mm -hmm. got to, you know, some, I mean, again, Snape does a lot of stuff. He does that a lot. Has, that's not okay. Yeah. That, that's not okay, but also that looks fishy and yeah. suspicious. So yeah. again, yeah, like that's okay to say something. Um, perception is everything sometimes. Right, right. So sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's what I know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, as it is with all things, you know, find find a balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's. Is that it? Anything else? Mm, no. I'm so ready to go to the bathroom right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. Okay. <laughs> um, and just so you know, my neck is totally out of whack. Why? Why do you think my neck's totally out of whack? Why do you think my neck is? Because is... you can't stop staring at me. <laughs> that's 
Okay, yeah, we'll end on that. That's great. All right, friends. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, that is all for this week. Uh, thanks for tuning into Shell Cottage Radio, 94.7 COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons. If you don't want to miss the next episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow on social media at Fleur and Bill. Also, we want to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Harry Potter Hangout. We're having a lot of fun creating short videos there, covering more Wizarding World background information and theories. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing Wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium at Fleur and Bill. Thank you so much to all our current Patreons. We appreciate you to the moon and back. You know that. Next week, we will discuss Chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, The Mirror of Ariset, or Desire. So definitely don't miss out on next week's episode. Again, thanks for joining Blur's Book Club in their little shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.